Welcome to this episode of the Just Godcast. This week on the podcast, Dr. Rob teaches on dedication. Have you ever met anyone in life that was dedicated? In my life, I've met a lot of dedicated people. But one of the common denominators of all of those individuals is that most of them were dedicated to the wrong things. They were dedicated to chasing after money, chasing after relationships, chasing after things, material, just the things of this life. Or even they were trying to chase after religion in some way, whether it be good or whether it be bad. I've only come across a few people in my life that were really dedicated to the right things. They were dedicated to God and to the things that he says are really important. Let me tell you this, because it's it's so important for you to know that no matter what people say is important, it's not really important. When you look back on your life after all of those years that you've lived, can you really say that you've dedicated yourself to the important things or to the things maybe, maybe you can even say, well, to the next generation, I've just dedicated myself or Have you come to the place in your life where you realize that the things that you've been dedicated to aren't necessarily the things that you should have been dedicated to? What I want to do today is I want to talk to you about dedication, what it means, what it looks like, and what are some of the examples that we have that we can take as truth to know that these individuals really were dedicated in life. Let's talk about one particular thing. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 5, the Bible is kind of interesting. It says, first of all, he said they had done beyond all that we had hoped. Because first they gave themselves to the Lord, and then they gave themselves to us according to the will of God. That's something that's really important. The will of God the will of God, not what you believe the will is, not what it is that your goals are. Even when people would think about Jesus, they would think, well, he was really dedicated. He was dedicated to the cross. He was dedicated to the crucifixion. He was dedicated to all these things, but he wasn't dedicated to those at all. He was only dedicated to one thing and one thing alone. And the thing that he was dedicated to was he was dedicated to the will of God. God, what's your will? Have you taken the time to be able able to even ask him what his will is about something? God, what's your will here? Because many times what we do is we get tangled up in things in life that we believe is God's will, but it's really not the will of God. That's for sure. So what is dedication? The word dedication means it's it's just the quality of being devoted. They're dedicated. It's the quality of being committed. Real dedication. I remember the time that I had asked Oral Roberts about this very issue. I had said to him, I said, Chancellor, I said, can you please tell me What did you do in your generation talking to people about the 
about how that they needed to be really committed to things. He said, you know, we never did. He said, we never talked about that. He said, we talked about surrender. How that someone needed to be surrendered. That in these Corinthian people, that's what they did. That first they gave themselves to the Lord and then unto us according to the will of God. So true. So these, this thing of being um, dedicated, it's really the quality of being devoted, absolute devotion, 100% devoted to the things that really are necessary for you and I to be devoted to. Now, there are five things that I want to tell you about this devotion. The devotion in things in life. Here's the first one. It's being dedicated to God. That's the first dedication that there must be. That's the first devotion that there must be. It's the first commitment and the first surrender that I must make no matter what. Here's our little thought that goes along with that so that you can know what I mean. Is here, ask not how much does God love me, but ask me how much I love God. Because that comes out in my devotion. That comes out in my commitments. That's interesting because I hear far too often, but God loves me. You know, God loves me. God, God understands. He understands all of that stuff. The question is not whether or not, or whether or not that God loves you or he loves me. The question is whether or not that I or whether or not that you love God. Our relationship with God is not 100% God and none of us. Now, it is true that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's really true. It's just tremendously true for you and I. But then there comes a moment in any relationship, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, friends between each other, my relationship to my employer, no matter what, it happens at, at a given time that it's not how much the company is dedicated to me, but it becomes how much I'm dedicated to the company. Now, even with all of that stuff, there, there is much understanding that needs to go along with that. And that is that we're not necessarily committed to a person or to a, an institution, but what we are is that we're committed to a mission. Inside of myself, I don't care. I don't care what the name above the door really is. My responsibility within it remains the same. I don't think about, you know, do you like this or don't you like that? I, I don't think in those terms. What I do is I think about what is my responsibility concerning all of the things that come through my mind. What's my responsibility with this? How do I handle this? What do I do about all of these things? What about me? Not what about them? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I, would, I would love you back if you love me first. 
I would tell you the truth, you know, if, if I thought that you were never lying to me. You know, I would actually work harder if I thought that I could make any progress at my job. All of those things is that it doesn't, it does not matter, friends, how much anything or anyone is committed to me. Because if I'm in that situation, then I need to be committed to the mission. And that mission is, what is God's will for me as I go through that portion of my life? If you sit back and you think about that, you'll begin to understand. The rest of the world is not on trial when it comes to me. That isn't it whatsoever. What it is is that I, before God, struggle with me about doing His will on the earth and bringing his will from heaven down to this earth. That's number one, because in Jesus said this in John 14, 21, he said, he who has my commands and keeps them, he it is that loves me. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said, he that has my commands and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And when he does, when he loves me, he will not only be loved by me, but also by my Father, and we will come and we'll make our abode with him. Now, that's interesting. He said, he that has my words, and he holds on to them. He said, that's the one who loves me. You see, Jesus does not or is not interested in anyone that says that they love someone. He's only interested in being able to point out the very things that you and I act upon that prove our love for him. So that's number one, is that our dedication, friends, our dedication must always be toward God. And then number two is that we must have a dedication to God's word. A dedication to his words. Now, why is that? Because, friends, you and I will never know what the truth really is if, in fact, that we don't know what he said. We live in a world that is so filled with opinions these days that we never really sit back and think about how your opinion doesn't matter, their opinion doesn't matter, that other person that they know, their opinion doesn't matter. The only opinion that really matters is what is God's opinion about this? What's God's opinion about marriage? What, God, what is God's opinion about gender? What is God's opinion about relationships? What is God's opinion about making money? What is God's opinion about money itself? What is God's opinion about race? What is God's opinion about how we get along? What is his opinion? You know, over all of these years, I can, I can openly say to you that the one thing, I mean, I've heard people argue back and forth, the, you know, and it, and it goes along with what we're facing in society and where society is at that moment and where the culture is at that moment. But one thing I've never heard people ever talk about is I've never heard them talk about forgiveness. 
Forgiveness has very little to do with someone asking me to forgive them. Forgiveness first has to do with me and where my heart is. So number two is that we must be dedicated to God's word. Our principle with that is that no other exercise can effectively take the place of bringing in God's word. No other exercise can take the place of you spending time in the scriptures. You want to know what God thinks? Listen to it. I listen to books. I, I read things all day long, every single day. I, I am just soaked in the very things that concern what is God's will? What is it? Now, not religion, because a lot of it will be what's happening in society. What's happening between people? What are the dynamics? What makes it work? What makes it not work? All of those things are important. So I need to know what does God have to say? That's my dedication toward God. I think we need to be at the place in life where what we do is we're finally willing to give up just sitting around and listening to how much God wants to bless us or sitting out there in the crowd in a church service and all clapping at the same time because we now agree and we're, uh, we not only agree, but we want to celebrate what the preacher just had to say. But it needs to, needs to come out of that arena and now get into the place to where it has to do with what am I doing? What am I doing? What about me? Where do I fit in all of these things? Where's my dedication to all of this? Where's my dedication toward reconciliation? Where is my dedication toward forgiveness? Where's my dedication toward finances? What is my dedication toward my kids? Because whatever you allow in society is what your kids are going to face in a big way. I think about my grandchildren. And I know that many of you, or grandparents, you think about it as well. But I think about the people that are in Gen Z, the millennials, the Gen Xers, and I think about the other, other boomers, of which I guess I'm on the tail end of all of that. I think about all of those people, and I think that they don't know what God has to say about areas of life. It's very important. Bringing people into a relationship with God is ultimately important about everything. That's really true. But we live here, and Jesus prayed the prayer as he was teaching his disciples to pray where he said, my father, or our father, which art in heaven. You're set apart. There's no one like you. You're number one. You're it. He said, your kingdom come. He said, and your will be done in earth. Well, how can we have God's will done in earth if, in fact, we don't know what God's word has to say about all of those things? You see, the Bible continually tells us over and over and over again to listen to God's word. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 20, God's word said, My son, attend to my word. Incline your ears 
to my sayings. Let my sayings never depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them, their health to all of their flesh. Another place he tells us in Joshua chapter 1, verse number 8, he tells us this. As Joshua now had to undertake being a leader of all of the children of Israel, he says to Joshua, he said, this book of the word of God must never depart out of your mouth. You need to think about this day and night because you're going to do something that Moses could not do. The greatest leader in all of the word of God, Moses, who led the people to the Red Sea and led them over, the sea parted as if, the Bible says, as if it were dry land. The sea parted and they went over, over the Red Sea. And when the Egyptians attempted to do so, the sea swallowed them up. It's interesting. So Joshua had to keep his mind on what God had to say. There wasn't anything that he could really um, do except for, God, what do you, what do you want? What, 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 what did you say about this? What are, the, what are the things that you want me to really focus on? He said, because if you'll meditate on it day and night, you'll begin to see yourself doing according to all that's written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous. And then you'll have good success. Well, what about number three? In number three, it's pretty interesting, is that we're dedicated. Now, this is very interesting, and it will be very, very, um, you need to swallow this one. Swallow it first, figure it out later. And that is, we must be dedicated to authority. Dedicated to authority. Do you realize that everything in life works by authority? Everything. Do you understand that rocks are held together by authority? Buildings are built with authority. Houses are built by authority. Plumbing goes in by authority. Everything works by authority. And here, I want you to know this and, and learn this greatly. It has been after all of my life, it may be the greatest thing that I have ever learned, and that was this, is that submission is the willingness to bow your knee before men in order to satisfy the, the requirements of heaven. It's the willingness to bow your knee, to just bow my knee. Now, I'm not passive. But I just remember what the Apostle Paul did in Acts chapter 23, verses 1 through 5, where here it was that he was brought before the council. And the high priest, Ananias, actually asked him a question. He said, you know, um, where, where, where do you get off doing the kind of things that you do? Paul said, men and brethren, he said, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest said to the soldier that was next to him, smite him in the mouth. 
and he hit him right in the face. And when he did, Paul looked up at him and said, and God will smite you, you whitewashed wall. He said, for you command me to be smitten, which is apart from the law. He said, now, you, you think you think that you're supposed to have me smitten? God's going to smite you. And then one of the soldiers said to Paul, he said, are you going to revile God's high priest? And Paul immediately said, I did not know he was God's high priest. For the scriptures say that you will never speak evil of the ruler of your people. I'll never forget the time when this minister told me that I was never to preach again. He was my pastor. You're never going to preach again. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. And I said, Pastor, I said, you don't ever need to say anything like that to me, sir. I said, all you need to do is tell me one time that I'm never to do that again, and I will never stand before people ever again. And he sat there with lockjaw. He couldn't open his mouth. Because regardless of anything, friends, the thing you need to realize, submission, submission before men qualifies you to receive the blessing of God and to obey the Spirit of God. Now, God's going to protect you, but it's kind of almost like a, uh, a girl who says, you know, while my, um, my husband wants me to go to the bars, you know, should I go with him? Um, no, you shouldn't. Because submission is an attitude and obedience is an action. Notice how I said that. That submission is the willingness to bow your knee before men. Submission is an attitude. I'll always be submissive in everything I do. But, but there are certain things I would not be obedient to. That pastor had the right to tell me never to preach again. He had that right to do that. Well, yeah, but what if God told you, um, told you something different? God wouldn't. Why was it? He put him in authority in my life. You see, this comes down to whether or not that you or I really believe this. We really believe it. Do I really, really, really believe it? I know you do. Then number four, friends, number four. Four is dedicated to, to serving. I'm committed. I'm devoted to serving. Because the most revealing characteristic of a servant is that he's willing to rid himself of all personal ambition. All personal ambition. He's willing to get rid of all personal ambition in order to fulfill the needs of the one that he's chosen to serve. Whenever I've chosen to serve, I get rid of all of my personal ambitions. They're over. 
because I'm dedicated. And then lastly, friends, lastly, it's dedicated to sewing. The thing that has actually blessed me, my, my life, my wife, my family, the thing that has really blessed me over the years was I remember when I had absolutely nothing, sitting in a meeting where a man was talking about giving. And oh, how I wanted to give so much, but I couldn't. I had nothing to give. And I looked down and in my hand, I had a pencil. And I broke the pencil in half. And I put the part of the pencil with an eraser, the eraser that was on it, I put that in the envelope and I wrote on that envelope, I've learned and I've never, I'll never be poor again. And from that moment forward, giving has been mine and Linda's purpose in life. What can we give? Who can we help? How can we do this? Being dedicated. If, I, if you're ever going to be anything in life, it takes dedication. There's no doubt of it. It takes everything that you have and everything that you are in order to become everything God wants you to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Just Godcast, where Dr. Rob brings you empowering insights and easy to understand takeaways that you can use to lead yourself, your family, and your team. We release episodes every Monday, so be sure to come back next week. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.